Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. We're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Thursday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. You know what? Today we're going to talk about, I'm not going to bring you coronavirus talk today. No, no, no. You can hear that pretty much everywhere. If you're sick of hearing about the coronavirus, yeah, we won't have very much mention of that, at least on the first uh, good section of the show here. Uh, I have a friend that I'm going to bring on the air with me right now. He's the host of Kicking It With Crowder. And watch this. His name comes up again. It's Tyler Crowder. Tyler, what is up, my friend? How are you? I'm good, Rob. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate you joining us today. We're going to talk about uh, uh, some of your your bets that you put out earlier. By the way, you're rolling in the dough from uh, the uh, some of the bets that you've made. Uh, so when we get together, you're buying lunch. There you go. That's how that works. <laughs> don't don't put out that you're winning when you're around me because I'll be like, oh yeah, great, you can buy lunch. There you go with that. Hey, All I right. just don't post my losses. I just don't post my losses. Uh, <laughs> okay, you're funny. I'm just funny. Well, I tell you what, today we're not going to talk about the coronavirus because we've had a couple of big things. The first is the first top 25 uh, poll of the uh, of the season comes out and Clemson's at number one. Now, I know that a lot of folks in the land of the SEC are upset that Clemson's number one. A lot of them are saying, well, look what happened the last time they played an SEC team. And, and I completely get that. But it's a completely different season and uh, for Clemson. But I think it's kind of hard to argue that Clemson uh, shouldn't be up there in that top spot. Yeah, and Ohio State's right behind them at number two. And, and we all know the Clemson-Ohio State history. I mean, Ohio State has yet to beat Clemson uh, all time. So I can't really put Ohio State over Clemson until they beat the Clemson Tigers. And then also you talk about LSU. Uh, they're not the same team. They had a uh, you know four, four or five guys get drafted on that team first round, and they, I mean they're 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 not the same team. They still have a bunch of playmakers, but they come in at fifth. Uh, I think they got it right. You know Alabama is going to be a very dangerous team this year, coming off of a uh, you know a down year in Tuscaloosa. You know missing the playoffs for the first time uh, since uh, ever. You know so uh, Alabama. I think they're going to be a tough team. Bryce Young. The number one recruit from the twenty-four-seven, uh, you know, rankings last year. Uh, will he, you know, defeat Mac Jones and kind of be, become the starter? I think it will happen, kind of, you know, halfway through the season possibly. Uh, but I think Bryce Young and Alabama and you know the playmakers. Oh, 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 I got to stop you there. You you just spit that okay. out way too quickly here. Mac Jones has put his time in. You think he's going to unseat be unseated by a freshman mid-season? That's what you're throwing at me right now. 
Yep, I'm throwing it at you right now. Bryce Young will be the, the starter by the end of the season. That's going to happen this year. That's just going to be a hot wow. take right now I'm going to throw out there. <clears throat> I and, think Bryce Young is that talented of a quarterback. Not Nothing against Mac Jones. Nothing against Mac Jones. He, he proved last year that he can compete. He can be a starting quarterback in college. But I just think that, you know, with Bryce Young being, you know, what the skill set that he's able to bring to the table. Uh, he's kind of a dual threat guy, get out of the pocket, make some plays, reminds a lot of people a la of a Russell Wilson type player. And in uh, Mac Jones, I think that uh, he'll end up going somewhere else after this year. Wow. Sort of like another Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, you know, that he actually didn't start the very first game of the year against USC a few years ago, but came in, played, and then uh, Barrett ended up transferring you know, Nick Saban's probably not going to announce a starter, or if he does, you know, it probably will be Mac Jones to begin the season because he doesn't want to lose Mac Jones, especially because he has now started some games in the SEC this past year uh, with uh, Tua being hurt. And uh, nothing against Mac Jones. It has nothing to do with him. It's all about Bryce Young, and that's just uh, that's my theory. I'm just sticking to it. I think that's what's going to happen. I've been thinking that for a while now. He's been committed to Alabama for quite some time. And uh, I think they got it right. Clemson, number one, Ohio State, two, Alabama, three, Georgia, four, and then LSU, five. I think that top five uh, is right there. I think that's a good top five. I think it's close. And, uh, you know, the reality is is that the first thing you'll hear from LSU fans is, well, LSU was ranked sixth last year, and look where they finished up. Look, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that this is an end-all, be-all thing here, but when you look at that top five, there really aren't very many holes um, mm-hmm. as you roll down through the rest of it, uh, other SEC teams in the top 25, I don't have a problem with Florida at number eight. Don't have a problem with, uh, with, uh, Auburn at 11 or Texas A&M at 13. I mean, the SEC mm-hmm. rated really strong in this poll. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not on the Texas A&M bandwagon. Like a lot of people are. I know Jimbo Fisher, this is his third year, uh, you know, third recruiting class and trying to. Bring the Aggies up to the Aggies up to uh, prominence. You know, maybe a top five rating. I don't see it. I just think the the West is just Look, too tough. Jimbo with, Jimbo with Fisher is Kevin Sumlin with a cowboy hat. That's based, He's yeah. done essentially the same thing that Kevin Sumlin did at at Texas A and M, and they fired he him. Lost five games a year. Yeah, he lost five they, games a year every right. single year. And, and a lot of people are expecting, you know, 10 wins out of, of A&M. I mean, look at their schedule. They have to play Alabama. They play LSU. They play Auburn. Now uh, they, they could cross over. You don't know who they're going to be playing. I mean, it's just uh, it's a tough schedule. It's a, I don't think they're – I've seen them, some people pick them to win the SEC West or coming second in the SEC West. I have them fourth behind Alabama, um, LSU, and Auburn. I have them fourth in the West. I just don't see it this year. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one seeing that. So, but that's just my opinion. He's Kevin Sumlin with a cowboy hat. That's pretty much what he's done with his time there at uh, Texas A&M. Uh, some yeah. teams that are that are in the top 25, where I kind of look at this and I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. You know, uh, Southern yeah. Cal at 17. I know they got a lot of talent, but they need to show me something. Same thing goes with um, with Iowa State. That's that's an mm-hmm. interesting uh, thing there with them at 25. I always like to look at the others receiving votes. It gives you an idea of what the coaches think of some of the other teams. Tennessee right there, along with uh, Boise State, theoretically at 26 and 27. Uh, 
I'm kind of surprised Kentucky is not in the top 25 with the amount of folks they've got coming back on defense. And in my opinion, one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. Yeah, I was kind of shocked to see both Tennessee and Kentucky off the list. I thought they could both creep into the top 25. I mean, you have teams like, uh, you know, you got teams like Iowa Hawkeyes and Utah Utes and uh, Minnesota Gophers. These are a lot of, these are coming off a lot of what they did last year. And it's a completely different year, Rob. Uh, new coaching staff, new players, transfers. Uh, a team that I really like that is comes in at uh, 19 is the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, coming off a 2,000-yard rusher in Chubba Hubbard, they also have the wide receiver Tylen Wallace, who would have been you know a top three-round pick last year. I really like him. They got the quarterback coming back who played a little bit last year, so he's not a freshman anymore. Uh, look for Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State. If they could stop anybody on defense, uh, look for Oklahoma State to be competing with Oklahoma uh, and some of these other schools for a Big 12 title. I really do like uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys this year. Other teams from the ACC in the top 25, um, Notre Dame, of course, they're playing as an ACC team this year. So since you're playing in the conference, we get to call you in the ACC. They're at number 10. And then after that, you've got North Carolina at 19. A lot of there's a there's a little bit of bubbling going on up there at Chapel Hill with the Tar Heels. Um, we'll talk yeah. about them in just a little bit. But then Virginia Tech at number 24. W- when I see that, I I think Louisville should have been there over Virginia Tech in my opinion. Yeah, and then also Virginia Tech lost their best player, Caleb Fairley, cornerback, decides to opt out for the season and go yeah. ahead and. Uh, bring his talents to the NFL. That's a big hit for the Hokies. Uh, and, uh, you know, Virginia Tech, what are they? You know, they're they're an 8-4 team, it seems like, uh, the last few years. That's basically what they're they're going to be going, 8-4, 7-5. That's the kind of team they are. It just seems like that to me. Um, but, you know, Virginia Tech, they need to uh, – Bud Foster now gone. Uh, they need a new identity. And uh, I'm excited to see what Virginia Tech does uh, in the, in the you know pr- – Bud Foster's only defensive coordinator, but, I mean, it's like he was their head coach. I mean, Beamer ball, that whole thing. Beamer's gone, now he's gone. So it's a whole new regime now uh, in Virginia Tech. Well, another thing, the Virginia Tech, uh, I guess, mascot on the defensive side was their lunch pail. They gave the lunch pail to to Bud Foster, so that's gone. Uh, They're not going to be the lunch pail Virginia Tech defense that uh, everyone has been uh, so used to for such a long period of time. So... I think Virginia Tech is a team that's in transition, and when I think of them, I didn't really think they would be right there in the top 25, but I, I, I like the idea of Louisville being there, especially uh, with that high-powered offense that uh, Coach Satterfield has put in place up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Louisville, uh, I, I know that they improved a lot last year. They didn't have a great season, uh, but they got better each week. You know, they, they, I think they missed the bowl game for the first time in a while down there. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you, you buy into the program and you got guys and you recruit kids who, who can buy in and fit in your system, I mean, you can, you can get in the top 25, even if you're not, you know, one of the top two or three teams in the ACC, you look for, you know, possibly four or five teams out of the ACC to finish in the top 25 with Notre Dame. And, and you look at an FSU team coming off of, uh, you know, a tumultuous two seasons with Willie Taggart. Now they have Mike Norvell. Uh, coming in, and I really think that Mike Norvell is going to try to change the culture. Already brought in uh, about 10 or so 
transfers to come in and compete with guys. Uh, you know, if you had your spot last year, that doesn't mean you have your spot this year. Uh, and I, I look for FSU in this 11-game schedule, you know, 8-3, and three, you know, somewhere around that range would be a great building block for FSU. I mean, it, we're not going to go undefeated uh, with our schedule. We play Notre Dame, we play Clemson, play Miami, play North Carolina. I mean, we got a tough, Florida State has a tough schedule, but, if, you know, if they can build on something and go 8-3, and 9-2, and two, I mean, I really think that'd be a great win for Mike Norvell and his coaching staff. Do you think that non-Power 5 teams were kind of, uh, kind of left out on this, and you know, it seems like every year we we have a non-power five team that makes a run and does something. Uh, do you think that those programs are going to start to get a little more respect, or are we going to have uh, basically, hey, let's just put a bunch of SEC and Big Ten teams in these top twenty-five polls? Yeah, I think that the uh, the conference with Memphis and Cincinnati and all these teams is the American Athletic Conference. I mean, they have some really good football. And uh, you may you may want to see, you, you know, there used to be six conferences of Power Six, you know, with the Big East, but they've expanded uh, and they don't have the Big East anymore. I would love for another team, you know, maybe the Sun Belt and the American Athletic Conference kind of combine and kind of create a six conference. I think that would be good for college football. Um, but right now you do have the Power Five. And, uh, and yeah, it is harder for some of these teams this year uh, to get some of these high-profile games and uh, – We'll see what happens with the trickle-down effect it may create. UConn, of course, yesterday dropped their football program for the year. And, uh, you know, I want to see how many more teams are going to do that this year. But, I mean, we're only 30, 30, 40 days away. I mean, it's time to go ahead and make a decision and stick to it. I'm completely with you on that. It's uh, it's it's time to cut rope and go, as they, they, we used to say in the Coast Guard. But, um Looking at that top 25, though, I, I didn't really have too much of a problem with it. I think that um, I love looking at these at the end of the season because that's when you really know how great a team was. And you could see how close this, these coaches were to actually uh, getting there, getting it correct. Um, last year, mm-hmm. I mean, they did pretty good. I mean, um, LSU was in the top 10, and they, they ended up winning the national title. Clemson finished number two. Ohio State was right there in the mix. So, a lot of times, these coaches aren't that far off. Yeah, they're just, you know, they may leave off a team here or there and maybe have another team. You know, there'll they'll be a team in the top 10 that probably doesn't finish in the top 25. I mean, it just happens. There's going to be an anomaly here or there. But most of the time, you're right, Rob, they get it. They do get it right. Uh, let's move on to the Clemson schedule, um, if we can here. Uh, Clemson opens up the season September the 12th at Wake Forest. and. When I look up and down the schedule, on September the 19th, uh, I, I'm thinking they're going to end up playing the Citadel. If, um, if the, the folks that I've been talking to are, are giving me the correct information. Um, after that, they've got an open date before they go on the road to, uh, excuse me, they're at home for Virginia, then home for Miami, on the road at Georgia Tech, at home for Syracuse, at home for Boston College, then... All of those games, by the way, I think Clemson wins by 17 or more points. And I honestly, I don't see any team that's right there from that list of Boston College, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, uh, Miami at home. I think Clemson wins that one big. Same thing for Virginia and Wake Forest. They just don't have the horses. But when you look at the back end of Clemson's schedule, 
November 7th, they go on the road to Notre Dame, which if you look at Notre Dame's schedule, they should be 7-0 and heading into that matchup. I think they'll be favored um, big time in that set. November 14th is an open date, and then Clemson goes on the road to Florida State, come home for a matchup with a Pitt team that has a really strong defense. Now, I know a lot of folks are like, oh, Rob, you're just building up the ACC team in Pitt. I'm telling you, Pitt is going to be a pretty good team, and other people are picking up on it. I watched the schedule release this morning on Packer and Durham, and Mark Packer thinks exactly like I think with Pitt. They're going to be a a pretty strong team. Then Clemson's got to go Mm -hmm. on the road December 5th to Virginia Tech. Uh, Probably a night game in December. Going to be cold as all get out up there in the mountains. That is a pretty tough month for the Clemson football team with uh, with all of those matchups tunneled into that that one month. Yeah, and you, and Clemson has played Florida State earlier in the season for the last two years. They played right. them like fifth, sixth game, something like that. So maybe this is a good thing for the Florida State because I mean we have Florida State hasn't beat Clemson since four, 2014. So uh, been a long, long stretch these last two years. But maybe Florida State will be more prepared. You know, already having nine games under their under their belt, but look for, I know you said the first seven, eight games, they should blow teams out, but look for, you know, th- there will be one game in there where Clemson probably keeps it closer than they should. And look for a game at Georgia tech. I mean, I know Jeff Collins and Georgia tech and Clemson beat them pretty bad last year. Um, but you know, he has done a better job recruiting guys, getting guys that fit his offensive system. Uh, they signed a five-star running back this past year. Uh, Jeff Collins did in Georgia tech and, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not calling the Georgia Tech upset, but I'm just saying Georgia Tech normally does play teams good at home. Uh, Florida State had some tough games there. Georgia, I know Clemson in the past, they've had some good, good games there uh, in Georgia Tech, not the last few years, but, you know, in years past. So uh, also the Virginia game. Look for, you know, uh, Bronco Mendenhall, you know, coming off of, uh, I think uh, an ACC championship appearance. Didn't Clemson beat them last year, Rob? Yeah, it was like sixty. It was I think it was sixty-two seventeen. But Bryce Perkins yeah, is you... back, and Bryce Perkins yeah. was their entire offense. Not being disrespectful to Coach Mendenhall, but on oh. that front, the reason that I say that is because they don't have Bryce Perkins uh, with Georgia Tech. He doesn't have enough horses. You can make the argument about Miami at home, but yeah, I, I Miami. To me, until they show me something on the offensive side of the ball, this is a team that was shut out in their bowl game last year by Louisiana Tech, not by Miami either. So that's why I honestly think Clemson's going to – has definitely the superior athletes on the side of the offensive side of the ball. I expect them to move up and down the field. But that last set of four, I mean, Pitt at home, um, of course, going to Florida State, going to Notre Dame, the, on, the only home game, of course, is Pitt. And then you got to go to Virginia Tech. That is tough. Yeah, and uh, I mean Notre, the Notre Dame game. You got to circle that on the schedule. I mean that's going to be a heck of a game. And then it's gonna also going to maybe decide who you know who goes to the, the other team that goes to the ACC championship. I mean, well, there, there's no division, the so we could have we could theoretically have a uh, a, a rematch. rematch in Charlotte. That could happen. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, look for a team like North Carolina, who I, I don't think I know they play. I don't think they play Notre Dame. I can't. I, I yeah, can't they, recall. They, I know get, they, play they get Notre Dame at home on a Friday night, so Notre Ooh, Dame has to go to North Carolina on Friday night. Also, Notre Dame has to go to Georgia Tech, 
That's something else that's interesting, too. And I, don't, I can't remember the last time they played at Georgia Tech. I'd have to look up the numbers on that. But the Notre Dame schedule, I mean, is is not uh, – it's – I think it's – I mean, it's not the toughest road to hoe, but going to North Carolina and welcoming Clemson in at home, that's a, a pretty tough front there for the Irish. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to see what Notre Dame does in the ACC and, you know, if this kind of sticks or if this is a one-year deal. I mean, they've already been playing five ACC games a year. Uh, you know, why not just add Notre Dame in? If, you, if the ACC can get Notre Dame in and then Florida State can come back and Miami and Georgia Tech, I mean, you'll have a you know a heck of a conference uh, if some of these other schools can get built back up. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you on that. So, uh, question from Angie online. She goes, I think I said something about how do we see how do I see Boise State at 26? Uh, I, actually, I think I have Boise State at 27. It seems like Boise State plays in that Mountain West conference and they roll through it and you know they're they're generally the best team in that conference and they always end up right there in the top 25. If I remember correctly, uh, they won at Florida State last year. Am I right about that? You remember that? Yeah, game? Boise State. Florida. Yeah, Florida State got a big on them, and uh, Boise State had a 19 point comeback. Just could not get enough stops, and Florida State just had a couple three and outs. And yeah, but yeah. Boise State did lose. I was looking forward to that game this year. Yeah, uh, kind of a rematch. But uh, well, yeah, Florida State did lose. Florida State did lose that game. But you know what? I my whole thing with Boise State is they play in that Mountain West Conference, and yes, they did get wins over Oregon. Yes, they did have the uh, the win over who was it? Was it Oklahoma? In the uh, in the Fiesta Bowl and all that's great, but I just don't see Boise State as like this mid-major power. Um, like I, I think Cincinnati's a better football team. I think that uh, UCF is probably a better football team. But uh, Boise State, though, you got to think though with uh, with the schedule they play, they should be at the top twenty-five at some point this season. Yeah, uh, you know I don't I don't keep up with Boise State. I know you do uh, on the on the, the, the little college yeah. pages and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I just I do not keep up with them that much. I know they beat you know they beat Georgia a few years ago. I mean they're they are not scared to play anybody. I will say that, but you know uh, they only really get if they lose to these teams. You know it, it doesn't really matter. Oh, they're better. But if they beat them, you know they're going to talk a lot, and then they don't really. They don't. They really Boise State fans, and I've heard a lot from them. They really don't talk when they lose to you know, say a Nevada team or, or a team that you know Wyoming they or to. lose two games to Air Force in the past five seasons, stuff like that. Exactly. You you don't yeah. hear about anything like that, but when they beat you, they'll let you know about it. So <laughs> I will say that you know it it's got to be around. It's got to be if you're if you're back and you're you're a top 25 every team every year you can't lose to the Wyomings and Air Forces and Nevadas and, and New Mexico State it just can't happen you have to win every game in your conference almost you know 90% of your games in your conference and then you got to go out and and play two teams a year and at least split with those guys that means you go 10 and 2 every year you go 10 and 2 every year uh, and that I mean that's a good that's a good record to have and uh, and some good bragging right all right, Tyler Crowder joining us, host of Kicking It with Crowder. Uh, I I got to ask you about your winnings. You you uh, you've done pretty good on the uh, on the wagering front. Not that the show's about gambling, but you're picking some winners here, and you've got uh, a couple matchups tonight that that you like. Uh, one of them being the Braves on the money line over the Blue Jays. Uh, what what yeah, got just, you thinking just that? Com- just coming off the loss, you know, the Braves bats were a little quiet last night. We scored. 
you know, uh, 70 runs so far on the season. And I just feel like, you know, with uh, with uh, the Blue Jays ta- rolling out a rookie pitcher who does throw very, very hard, uh, you know, can hit 100 mile an hour on the gun. Uh, but you got a lot of guys who aren't, aren't afraid to hit 100 mile hour pitches. Freddie Freeman, Acuna, uh, Albies now has gone to the IL, but you have Marcakis back. And I just really like the, the Braves coming off the loss, 8-5 and five on the season. Uh, the Blue Jays team is, uh, you know, teetering around 500. And uh, I'm just going to take the Braves on a loss, you know. Uh, I think they'll win 60% of their games this year, and I'm just going to go with uh, the Braves. I haven't been betting on them because, you know, I just don't want to bet on my own team, but I ended up taking them today because they did come off a loss. Well, there you go with that. Tyler Crowder, host of Kicking It with Crowder. you got to follow him on Twitter. Uh, where can folks find you on Twitter, sir? Uh, I'm at, at Kick It With Crow. You can find all my uh, content there. I put all my bets out every day. Uh, free plays, by the way, guys. So um, they're out there. Go check them out. And, uh, guys, thank you all so much for having me on the show today. All right, man. Hey, looking forward to having you back on in the future. And uh, next week we should have the SEC schedule. And with you living down there right in the heart of uh, Georgia and Auburn country, yeah, it's going to be uh, some interesting stuff. So uh, look forward to chatting with you next week, my friend. So, yeah, I'll be on Wednesday or Thursday. I'll be on for you. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining us on The Rundown. Tyler Crowder, be sure to follow him on Twitter. He's at Kicking It With Crow. Uh, Always good stuff with Tyler. And, you know, I'm going to break down more of the ACC schedule in uh, just a little bit. But um, I think that uh, I want to get your response to what's going on with the ACC. And uh, do you think that one team kind of got – the back end of or or kind of got the backhand with their schedule you can make an argument with Pitt when you look at their schedule um it's uh as far as teams that had championship implications I think North Carolina ended up on the good end let's head out to the phones and welcome into the rundown good afternoon big Rob in the house it's double O Overton's orange what's on on there brother Got two great predictions for you. Okay. Clemson, national champions. I expected no less from you. And I have one prediction that might cheer everybody up. What's that? I'm Clemson and South Carolina will play at the end of the year. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. But, hey, man, if you want to put that out there. You know, there was a petition out there that uh, – had uh, that people were pr- trying to put together to get that game back on the schedule. You know, at this juncture, I'm at the point now where, and I kind of came to this this morning, I'm just excited about the fact that we may have some college football this year. We may not get all the games that we want, but college football, and I talked about this yesterday, man, something that can actually bring the country together a little bit. I really and truthfully Absolutely. believe that. I, I absolutely agree 100%. They're yeah. playing football. And, yeah. um, yes, that's that's what matters. It does. And, yeah, that's a great thing. It is a great but thing. But I, I, signed, I signed the petition you were talking about, yeah. and I, th- I think it's going to happen. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. Wait, you think they're going to get together like a, as like an exhibition game or something? Because the conference, the SEC is like, no, 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 we don't want to do that. Um, no, I think what's going to happen, Rob, at the after Clemson plays the ACC schedule and S, uh, the Carolina plays the SEC schedule, 
they're going to uh, drop the Citadel game and work it out where South Carolina and Clemson can play. That they 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 can't. I don't see it. I don't see them going through the football season without that game being played. I really don't see it happening. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you joining us on the rundown. Good stuff there from Overton's Orange. Out to the phones we go. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown. Hey, my brother. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. What you got for the show today? Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Look at the schedule. I mean, what's up from September to October? What's going on? With, with Clemson? This is the first part of the schedule. Yeah, what, what, uh, when I look at the schedule, I see uh, – what, what am I missing here? Clemson plays Wake Forest, open okay. or non-conference game, open date, Virginia, Miami, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, and Boston College. Clemson should be plus 17 in all of those games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, the first game is when, the 26th of September? Yeah. That's my birthday. I'm just calling for that, number one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> number two, when, when is the next game after that? The next game after the well, no, no, Wait the first it. game. The first game is September the twelfth. Okay. Then you have a non-conference game and then an open date. Guess what I'm saying? What is the non-conference game? We don't know yet. That's, it's probably going to be the Citadel. That's what I what I've kind of I'm, I'm hearing uh, by several folks. So maybe the that Citadel. Right that doesn't make sense, Rob. Why yeah. not move that game and put South Carolina's the end of the season? You see what I'm saying? I, I'm with you, but the SEC doesn't want to do that. I mean, they, they point blank came out and said they do not want to do that. So, I mean, the, the, the gripe isn't against me or against Clemson or even South Carolina or the ACC for that matter. It's the right. smoking, it's the guys in the smoking jackets down in Birmingham that have Alabama, Auburn, and LSU stickers on them. And they're all sitting around smoking their cigars and drinking, uh, drinking whiskey and talking about games from the past. That's all they care about. They could care less about what happens with South about games from the past. That's all they care about. They could care less about what happens with South Carolina and Clemson, Georgia and Georgia Tech, Florida State, Florida, Kentucky, and Louisville. It's not Alabama, LSU. It's not Alabama, Auburn. It's not Georgia, Florida. They just don't care. Yeah, man, this is ridiculous, brother. We are in the twilight zone. <laughs> that's where we at. You remember Rob Sterling, the Twilight Zone? I do. That's one of the creepiest tones ever. You are entering the Twilight yeah, Zone. You are. And you know, I'm a veteran, been to war. I could see the enemy. We can't see the enemy here. You're right about and that. It's killing people, man. Because I tell you what, as Americans, generally, when we can see the enemy, we do a, 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 a hell of a job in killing it. So we search and we destroy. We, we search and we destroy, but we can't search and destroy this, man. Yeah, man. You're right sad, about that. Man. And another thing. Who's going to sit in the sand with their mask on all day? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I'm just Rob being honest. Sure you're the only person I can talk to now. Well, we're working on it, man. We're going to get folks back in here soon, man. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Up number one, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the rundown. On the rundown. We appreciate you as always. Uh, if you want to call and join the show, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. Angie says, we always are, and for referring to Boise State, put us in a power five with the money and the access 
and you'll see how good Boise State is. Boise State would finish four and four in the SEC, uh, or no, maybe three and five in an eight-game schedule, and I think they'd go probably four and four in the ACC. Just my opinion. I mean, you got to remember that you don't play Wyoming, Air Force, and all those teams every week. It just doesn't work out that way. I do appreciate uh, the Boise State fans that uh, that follow me on Twitter and on Facebook, but. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Appreciate Tyler Crowder for joining us uh, a little bit earlier. Lots of uh, interesting stuff from Tyler Crowder, including he said he thinks Mac Jones from Alabama is going to be unseated by an incoming freshman. Wow, I'm not sure I'm buying all that. Not sure buy, I'm buying all that. But hey, the full interview with uh, Tyler Crowder, a very opinionated individual, is uh, will be up on the website this afternoon at about 5 o'clock. Uh, shout out to Overton's Orange calling up earlier saying he thinks the South Carolina Clemson game is going to happen. I, I, I would love to agree with you, sir. I really would. But on that front, the, uh, the SEC is telling us no. And once again, it comes back to what we talked about before. They don't care about the rivals that are there. They, 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 they're using the COVID-19 as a crutch. They really are. It's not an issue of travel. We all know that. It's not an issue of travel at all. It's not an issue of competition at all. I mean, let's be honest. The SEC has uh, gotten in those SEC-ACC matchups this year, I think Clemson would only be fa- uh, Clemson would be the only team favored from the ACC in, uh, in all of them. I think that Kentucky would be favored over Louisville. Florida would be favored over Florida State. And Georgia would probably be favored over Georgia Tech. So it's not an issue of competition for them. It's just that they don't care. They don't care. They all have the, literally the smoking jackets with the, uh, the Auburn logo, the LSU logo, the Alabama logo on them all over there in Birmingham. And that's all they care about. It's the same thing with with the ACC, how they shelter North Carolina. I mean, that happens. If you don't believe me, look at the uh, the football schedule for North Carolina and how it wrapped up for them. Uh, I've got it here in my notes. The North Carolina football schedule kind of worked out just right for the Tar Heels. Um, the When I look at this schedule... And I'm not ripping North Carolina, but when you look directly at this North Carolina schedule, they start the season on uh, September the 12th with Syracuse at home. They get a bye week, or they get a non-conference game, which will probably be um, an FCS team. Then they get the, uh, the bye week after that. They go on the road to Boston College, Virginia Tech at home. They've got to play at Florida State, NC State. I'm not feeling them very much this year. They go on the road to Virginia. They play at Duke and then Wake Forest on off week. And then they've got Notre Dame at home on a Friday night. And then they play at Miami to wrap up the season. I mean, their schedule looks pretty, uh, I think they got the best shakeup, in my opinion. Uh, they don't have Clemson on the schedule. They don't have Pitt on the schedule, which I think is going to be one of the better teams that would have normally been in the Coastal Division. They get Notre Dame at home 
on a Friday night. When's the last time we've seen the Irish play on a Friday night, by the way? You know Notre Dame fans are upset by that. Wait a minute, we got to play on a Friday night? Wow, not feeling that at all. Kind of a mess when you really stop and think about it that uh, Notre Dame joins the conference and, yeah, hey, you get a Friday night game at North Carolina. If I'm in the ACC, I think I would kind of lay out the schedule a little bit better for Notre Dame. <laughs> but, you know, at this point, they're probably like, yeah, Notre Dame, does. no one really cares at Notre Dame. They're, they're thinking, all right, we're going to be here regardless, and that's about it. When you look at the Notre Dame schedule and, you know, the Irish, they um, ended up, as I'm pulling up their schedule now, that one game was interesting uh, that they've got to play at North Carolina at night. And if I remember correctly, they've got Clemson at home, obviously. Uh, the other thing is they get Georgia Tech, and I believe that game is on the road as uh, I'm bringing that up right now. And we'll give you the rundown on the Notre Dame schedule before we take a quick break. Uh, so they've got Duke, and they have their non-conference opponent on the 19th. That would be Western Michigan. By the way, the, the non-conference games that are going to be on September the 19th, the only people that will care about them are going to be the uh, people that bet because none of these non-conference games that the ACC are going to have are going to be worth a salt. They are just going to be terrible, terrible in my opinion. But you got Duke on September 12th, uh, September 19th, Western Michigan, Wake Forest at, um, at home. And that game is, or no, that game's on, the, that game's actually in Charlotte. Then they have an off week, welcome in Florida State, play uh, Louisville at home. They play at Pitt, at Georgia Tech, then followed by Clemson and Bo- at home, Boston College on the road. And then after that, they've got a bye week. Then they head to North Carolina on a Friday night and wrap the season at Syracuse. So there's that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, with the Notre Dame schedule, they, they travel a good bit. When you really stop and look at, at their schedule, by the way. But I think North Carolina got kind of kind of the best look there, in my opinion, uh, as far as the way their schedule uh, set up for them. We'd love to take your calls this afternoon if you want to comment on the top 25, if you want to comment on uh, what uh, our callers were talking about earlier where they think South Carolina and Clemson are going to play. If you want to get involved with that, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. You know, I don't think that, uh, you know, Senator Lindsey Graham was was last week. He was talking about that, too, where he said that he was upset. Uh, and I don't uh, I don't know if they're going to allow Senator Graham in the uh, in the in the actual locker room or in into the meetings where any of this matters. But Senator Graham did get a chance to. um put some comments out there. I'll play that really quick here for you. 
the senior senator from South Carolina said this a couple days ago. So ACC apparently was willing to play one non-conference game. The SEC, for some reasons, told everybody in the conference, you've got to stay within the conference. That makes no sense to me. You got Georgia Tech, you got South Carolina, you've got some rivalry games out there that have been going on for a very, very long time. And I think we have the ability as uh, a state to manage a game between Clemson and South Carolina safely. And the idea of uh, stopping this rivalry for the pandemic is uh, bothers me. I'm disappointed, and I think it's unacceptable. We can't let this pandemic stop this rivalry, and I'm going to call and object. And, you know, I can't make them do anything they don't want to do, but I think I'm speaking for a lot of people who want to see football between Clemson and South. If you're going to play football, play, play football in a way that, that makes sense. And to me, it doesn't make sense to stop this Clemson-South Carolina game if you're going to play other games. There you go, Senator Lindsey Graham. And his comments from a couple days ago, Justin says, can Clemson and South Carolina still happen since Clemson has another opponent on hold? Yeah, I mean, it can't because the SEC says they're playing 10 conference games and that's it. That's all that's going to happen there. The SEC doesn't care about these rivalries. They don't. So in their mind, I mean, you know, the folks that chant SEC, SEC that are Gamecock fans and root for SEC teams, you, you know, Think about that the next time that happens. They took the rivalry game away from all of us. So it's the SEC's fault, period. I mean, I hate to be that blunt with it, but that's just the way that it is. Uh, By the way, I'm in the camp of if we're not going to have that rivalry game, I want to help out a team in state. The Citadel was already on Clemson's schedule, and I think that if the Citadel has the where they have the option where they can play from the Southern Conference, that game should be scheduled immediately, because that game they already had the uh, in the budget for the Citadel. They thought that stuff was going to happen before the pandemic, and I would hate for the Citadel athletics program to not be able to function simply because they didn't have uh, those quote character games, as uh, Buddy Pugh from SC State calls them. Uh, it should be an in-state opponent if they can't get South Carolina on the schedule. It is interesting, though, that they have not announced, hey, who is it going to be? Maybe they're, they're having some, uh, some, some back-channel discussions. I don't know. But for me, I, I, I would think it's probably going to be the Citadel. At least I hope that they schedule an in-state team. That would make the most sense. More on the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Appreciate you joining us on the show. In addition to our buddy uh, Tyler Crowder joining us talking a little uh, sports betting and breaking down the top 25. Appreciate the callers calling in today. You're always welcome to call at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, did you have something in the ACC schedule that you looked at and you were like, huh, that's interesting? Why, why did it end up like that? Is there a team in the top 25 that you look at and you're like, man, why are they there? You know, I think I talked with Tyler about this. When I look at the top 25, uh, the you know, I mentioned Iowa State right there at the 
uh, at the very tail end of it. And, you know, you can make arguments for any team there, okay? But in my opinion, I, I kind of I'd like it more if maybe we had some more of the uh, the non-power five teams there. I don't know. Maybe that'll bring a little more, I, don't, I guess, notoriety to some of these teams. But uh, with that, as we look at the the top 25, I don't really have a problem with the top 10, to be completely honest with you. Not sure about the top uh, with the, I mean, Ohio State needs to be where they are. Some folks will tell you that Ohio State should be ranked ahead of Clemson. I mean, I'd be willing to entertain that conversation. That's not a problem. But I, with the idea with Michigan, I don't think Michigan should be where they are. I mean, Michigan is a team that at 15, do you really think Michigan is the 15th ranked team in the country? I'm just saying. The teams that are ranked below them, I think Utah would be better than they are. Uh, Minnesota's probably better than they are. I would even go with UCF. Neutral field, I think they take Michigan. Just not feeling Michigan at all. But, you know, you can make an argument other teams should move up and down. I'm not sure about uh, Virginia Tech at 24. We kind of mentioned that earlier. But I do think that uh, a couple of the other teams, Arizona State should probably be in the mix, and uh, Kentucky. Kentucky should be a team that should be right there, in addition to Tennessee, who they lose a lot of skill position players, but they've got some guys that can maneuver around and do a lot of good things for them. I think Tennessee, there, they finished in the, uh, like, what would theoretically be 26th in this poll, um, and Kentucky should be right there as well. So it's so fun to look at these. It's also fun because every year, generally, there's a team in the top 20 or top 15 that ends up falling on their face. Uh, you know, I didn't. I look at Oregon, and I think that they're a team that they're going to be fine in the Pac-12. They should storm right through there. Uh, you know, the team that may stumble may be Notre Dame. Wouldn't it be interesting if Notre Dame joins the ACC and they finish, I don't know, in a 10-game schedule, they finish 7-3 and three with losses to Pitt, North Carolina and Clemson. And by the time November rolls around, by the middle of November, instead of having that big matchup in the ACC championship game where we have a rematch of Notre Dame and Clemson, yeah, we're Notre Dame's out of the mix. And then, you know, are they going to be after that, hey, we're out? I mean, I think that hurts them on the, on the front of – yeah, uh, you can't compete in a conference. Maybe that's why you're not in a conference. It's not that far-fetched. It's not really that far to reach when you really step back and look at it. Notre Dame has a lot riding on it. If they don't get to Charlotte, I mean, that's an embarrassment because the Notre Dame folks, uh, and you can follow it with their beat riders and folks that follow the program, they think that they're the second-best team in the ACC. Now, if I'm a team like North Carolina, Pittsburgh, uh, Virginia Tech, Florida State, I'm thinking, you know what? You can't just come in the conference and think you're going to dominate from the beginning. I, I just don't. I don't think that, that that's something that's uh, that's something that may bruise the ego a little bit of a lot of the ACC schools. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you know me, I enjoy a great story. And either way, I'm going to have a great story. Either I'll have Clemson and Notre Dame, who I think are, it's kind of the, uh, you know, the safe pick to go to the championship game. Or I'll have Clemson and North Carolina, and Notre Dame is upset because they're sitting at home with uh, a loss or two losses, and they don't even make the, uh, the actual swing there to get into Charlotte for the championship game. It could happen, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that far-fetched. Perfect example is last season. You know, last season, Virginia wins the Coastal. The year before that, who was it? Was it Pittsburgh? I mean, you don't know who that second team's going to be that's, uh, that's right there in the mix to take home the conference title. The one assurity that we have is that Clemson most likely will be there. I was looking at ESPN's FBI, and, you know, some people don't like the FBI, but it's basically computer simulations of what each team uh, can do throughout the season. And if you look at ESPN's FPI, as we look at the schedule, Clemson, they're, uh, they're, they're, waiting, they're waiting to put out the actual numbers on this. But I'm pretty sure the chances of winning out for Clemson are absurd. The chances of winning the conference are up near 90%. 90% chance to win the ACC. That's pretty good. Chances to win out are in the high 60s, I think is what I'm looking at my notes here. So I give you that because I think that behind, I think at the top of the ACC, you're going to have Clemson. I think there's a, a slight drop-off there with Notre Dame. And I like North Carolina that's right there, too. But the teams that are right there in the mix right after that, um, I, I like a team like Pitt, and I kind of like Louisville. And I guess you could throw Virginia Tech as a team in there that could spoil some feelings as uh, they head into the season. But this is one of my favorite days of the year when that, the coach's top 25 comes out just such a cool thing to uh to look at and then hold on to and see how that's going to affect uh how it looks at the end of the season you know lsu last year was six finished uh number one clemson was number one finished number two you know it's fun to see uh how these coaches look at teams and how they project them and then how they actually finish out now one other note, I had some folks on Twitter talking today about, oh, Clemson's playing a, a cupcake conference, et cetera. You know, slow down a little bit on that with any conference because you don't really know how good a team's going to be. You know, last season we were talking about North Carolina and how, yeah, North Carolina is, they're not going to be that good. It's kind of a transition year with Mac Brown. They come out and they won some games. They lost some games, but they were never really out of a game, to be completely honest. Uh, they were the only ACC team that uh, gave Clemson a really close matchup. So you have that as well. And around other conferences, too. I mean, you have other teams that can bubble up to the top that you didn't think were, uh, were quite going to be there. 
you know, and I use LSU as another example because uh, everybody kind of had them behind Alabama. And then, Alabama, you know, Alabama, Tua Tonga Viola, guy who was a top 10 draft pick, and several other great players that they've got. And Alabama still finished with a heck of a season, but they finished behind LSU. So you can have a team that could bubble up. And uh, I use that term. I love that term, bubble up. I don't know why. But they can uh, move up, bubble up, however it is you want to do it. You know, the cream rises to the top, as coaches would say. That could happen with uh, with several programs. I like to see those teams like um, Kentucky would be an example. team that could finish in the top 25. Maybe Tennessee. Several other little teams that are down there. Miami. I say little teams, but teams that, okay, the coaches kind of like them, but kind of don't. That's the best part about college football. You don't really know what's going to happen. It's it's nothing that's written. Guys just go out there and play. That's why, you know, the best television drama is college football all the time. Because you don't know really for sure what's going to happen. All right, so tomorrow on the rundown, we've got a couple of great guests that we have. Uh, we're working behind the scenes to get on the show. We'll have a full report of Coach Dabo Sweeney's press conference today because I think there's going to be some news that might shock some folks. Just just a guess. So we'll have that tomorrow on the rundown. In addition to, uh, I'll give you my MMA picks for the weekend and some baseball news tomorrow on the rundown. Don't forget, follow Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. You can also check out his uh, his website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. But he's only at this afternoon from 4 to 6, so be sure to check his show out as well. My name is Rob Sanders. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. This is The Rundown. We'll see you tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.